Welcome to BizBytes, brought to you by Com Together, helping businesses like yours build their brand through telling amazing stories to engage and grow audiences on multiple platforms. <clears throat> Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Biz Bites. And the guest I have today with me is someone, look, I've, we, he and I have got to know each other a little bit over the last few years, and uh, I find his business endlessly fascinating, even though technically speaking, it's in an area that I don't have a huge amount of understanding in, but it's actually the area of of uh, understanding some basics in some in businesses and knowing that there's a technical aspect that often people overlook in trying to understand their workforce. And so um, I'm going to introduce uh, Andrew Uglo officially to you, but I want Andrew to you maybe to describe a little bit uh, how your business, how you define your business. Um, that's a that's a very easy question to ask and a little bit challenging to, uh, to uh, answer, but, um, I guess essentially my background is automotive technical. So I'm a motor mechanic by trade um, and a technology tragic. I love automotive technology. I love all the problems and the issues and stuff that happens on cars. And at the same time, um, I really enjoy helping people become um, technically proficient, helping people be successful working on cars. And they're two different skills. You can have a, a huge amount of technical knowledge and still not be successful and you can have um, uh, a, an incredible uh, ability to think, but not have not know the front of a car from the back of a car, uh, and not be successful working on cars. And so you need to have both of those pieces. You need to have this really uh, deep curiosity and um, thinking strategy, and you also need to have or understand the car at a, at a technical level. And essentially, my business helps people get both. Uh, so to put it very simply, we help automotive techno uh, automotive technicians conquer automotive technology. Uh, would be the very simple way of doing things. We play out not just at a at a technical level, but we also play at an, out at a neurological level as well. The the thing that I find fascinating about your business is really that um, here you started off with a very specialised skill as a mechanic, but you are able to take yourself out and see the broader picture and see the gaps that have really fallen into the place. And I think it's it's very similar for a lot of businesses because you know, technology and changes in community have seen the playing field change on a regular basis. So there is this idea of how do you uh, keep people who are already in the job skilled up uh, on a consistent basis is perhaps one starting point uh, for for that because that's easier said than done because there are so many professions where otherwise what ends up happening is is where you keep constantly grabbing new people because they're the only ones trained in the latest and greatest, which doesn't make sense for people who who have been skilled otherwise in the past. Look, the automotive industry is is arguably one of the most technologically advanced industries um, on the planet, I would argue. And at the same time, it's also one of the most lagging, perhaps, in in how they go about doing what they do, um, in that they're still using like 1950s management style largely, um, and the, the technology that they're using is 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 world changing. You know what you can do in a car today is 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 epic, and so um, keeping your people up to speed is is one skill. Um, keeping your people engaged is another skill, um, and and 
it, it really is a two-part problem and it requires a solution for the individual firstly and foremost, but it also requires a solution for the business as well. You can't manage today's people using 1950s technology. It doesn't work, um, which is why we have the the skills shortages in the industry that we do. I think you're absolutely right about the the, the speed of technology. Um, you know, we were talking before, but it's the whole idea that, you know, it wasn't that long ago that we were just talking about petrol-driven cars. Now we've got hybrids, we've got electric and who knows what else is is coming. And there are so many variations thereof in between that just that alone is going to make it incredibly difficult. Yeah, the industry typically renews its technology every three to five years. It depends. Uh, the rate of change more recently has been two to three years. We've seen battery electric vehicles arrive and then become a bit more mainstream. We've seen hybrid vehicles uh, change their form. Um, hydrogen is the next big one to to land, which we're expecting in the next two years or so uh, in various forms. And so for the people working on the cars, that's a whole new level of, of technical skill and ability they have to take, particularly in some cases, it's from scratch. What they know about the old stuff doesn't apply to the new stuff. Uh, so it is, it is for technicians a bit like trying to drink from a fire hose. You know, it's a lot of information to get down in a really short space of time. Yeah, I, I don't think other businesses appreciate the rate of change that exists there because there are some industries which are almost you know, you're dragging them kicking and screaming along with technology jumps and things. Uh, I I recall uh, a little while back speaking to uh, an accountant and a shout out to Stephen. He'll know who he is when he's lis- listening in. That um, his specialty is around cryptocurrency and accounting for cryptocurrency, and that whole concept is is new. But really, dragging other accountants along to understand how they need to implement. Uh, in that scenario is very difficult. And that has taken, you know, that's years and it's a slower rate of pickup. Whereas, you know, people are out there today and they're buying electric vehicles and they're buying hybrid vehicles and they're still buying the petrol vehicles. And as you say, that, you know, next will be the hydrogen ones. And they can't afford to be lagging. I mean, because a lot of these dealerships that you're, that, that are, implementing the simple maintenance on the on the cars have this massive variety look it's it's an enormous change for everyone and I, I think perhaps the best example I can give you of this is um, when you look at the number of lines of code that run the different machines uh, around the world so if you look at the the 787 dreamliner which is essentially the one of the the newest technology jets and if you've ever had the pleasure of flying on one they really are a, a really nice bit of kit um, but there's somewhere in the vicinity I think it's about 13 million lines of code that run that airplane um, if you look at the the jet fighters and there's a whole variety that you could talk about but the the f-35 is the is is arguably the pinnacle there's fours and against that but there's somewhere in the vicinity I think it's about eight or nine million lines of code that run that um, and that's million lines of code, right? So imagine trying to sort through that to find a bug or an error. Um, when we start to talk about automotive, um, the average mid-range luxury car, so we're not talking the elite supercars or anything like that. We're just talking, you know, your your Volkswagens, your, your, your Jeep product, your uh, your Cadillacs, your, that sort of stuff. Um, there's about 100 million 
lines of code that run a car. Now, now people think their phones are smart. Um, take three phones, put them together, and you've got about the processing capability of just one control module on a car. And on average, for your, your mid-range cars, you're talking anywhere between 30 and 50 control modules. So the complexity is enormous. It is a really, really difficult job in and by itself. And then add to the rate of change, add to that the rate of change, like I said, it really is like trying to drink from a fire hose. It's just so much you've got to know all at once to be successful, and it's a, it's a skill. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, um, a really interesting, and and it's really interesting that you find yourself in that space in recognizing that rate of change and trying to assist in that process of it, because it's one thing to understand that there is change that needs to happen, but how you go about making sure that that change is implemented in a way that is meaningful and is sustainable, that is a whole different ballgame, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's not what you do, it's the way that you do it, right? We know the song, uh, we know the saying, and it's absolutely true. Um, the, the, the big challenge that I think the industry has faced is that um, the people that have come through, and please, this is not a criticism at all of the TAFE College and the training system. I have, I take my hat off to those people. They do an out, they do do an outstanding job uh, in some fairly trying environments and situations. Um, and and kudos to them. And at the same time, what has been taught has been what to do as opposed to how to think. And that they're actually, it's a small distinction, but it's a, it's a very powerful distinction. And when people are only taught what to do, you know, how to follow a process, how to, you know, um, uh, apply a diagnostic routine, step one, step two, step three, um, they're good up until something changes and then they're stuck. <laughs> Whereas when people are taught how to think, not just what to think, but how to think, how to run your brain, um, that gives them a whole level of resourcefulness that's really, I'm going to say, lacking in the industry and desperately needed. Uh, and that's essentially what we do uh, at Solutions Culture. We, we we help people to learn not just what to think, but how to think. Um, and it's it's the difference that makes the difference. Yeah, as I said, that is such an important differentiation um, because I, I think often people think now that with technology, oh, it's just a matter of, matter of plugging something in and it'll just tell you the answer. Um, that I, I just, wish. I wish it was that easy, right? Wish. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's and that's the misnomer, isn't? It? Oh, don't you have a computer that you just plug in and it and it tells you? And you go, well, yeah, nah. It, it actually it, it gives you a huge amount of information, and this is this is one of the challenges. Again, you know, it, it seems to be either a feast or a famine. Um, you you can have a car misbehaving and have absolutely no data in there because of the type of problem it is. Or you can have a car that's misbehaving. You have so much data in there, you just don't know where to begin. Um, and 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 people go into overwhelm. You know, the the skill of running your brain is is, is so critical when when you're trying to 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 find a problem. And people just aren't taught that. Yeah, and so that's that's what intrigues me as well because you're working with mechanics, and um, they're very much in their zone. They've kind of mm -hmm. they've learnt. Okay, this is how you pull a car apart. This is how you pull a car put a car together uh, in a kind of in a in a crude sense. Um, how do you get them to change the way that they think? Like, look, the first step is they have to realise that they need to. Um, 
and particularly, not always, but particularly people that have been in the trade for a long time tend to get settled in the way, set on the way. The industry is structured in 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 such a way that you can um, you can niche, uh, so you can do a particular type or a particular area of of service or repair or diagnosis, and and people tend to settle with what they're familiar with, what they're comfortable with. The, the challenge is that when change comes and often uh, certainly as technicians changes is thrust upon them rather than um, they're invited to participate in does, does that make sense yes and and so that in and of itself causes um, quite a bit of stress so actually being able to you know manage yourself manage your state um, being able to uh, we, we have three big parts that we teach essentially uh, we, we teach people about how to run a quality mindset. Um, everyone runs a mindset. Uh, that's that's not the issue. The issue is being able to run a quality mindset and being able to do do it under pressure, uh, because there's a lot of pressure to perform in in dealerships. You know, time is money, uh, and they have to be able to do that under pressure. The second part is their method. Um, most people use a static method, and that's fine for lower technology things. Uh, but when you start talking high technology or complex compound problems, so it's not just one thing, it's several things causing the issue, you have to have a dynamic strategy to be able to find that and work with that. And uh, that's something that that's that's part of our I, our own IP that's uh, different to everything else. And, and the last bit is, is meaning. Um, everyone has data, but knowing what the data means that's a skill uh, and and being able to distinguish you know valid data from invalid data all those sorts of things are, are, are critical so we teach people a whole bunch of different heuristics around how to make meaning and uh, those three elements mindset meaning and method are the difference that make the difference uh, and we call those technicians resourceful technicians yeah I, I you know it's so fascinating to me that um, this idea of making people think differently and and you've achieved that because of of your own um uh you know through your own resources and development over over the years i'm going to delve into that in a minute but i'm um i'm intrigued with this because i i saw some i even saw a post uh just recently where were people were talking about the need to give their staff an entrepreneurial mindset and mm. that's easier said than done because not everyone wants to have that kind of entrepreneurial idea. And similarly, I imagine there's a lot of people, and I imagine a majority of people that go that become mechanics, have become a mechanic because they love cars and they want to be able to pull them apart and put them back together. And how cool is it if that can be your job? So making them change the way they think about it. Um can be pushing them completely out of a comfort zone that they maybe kick, go kicking and screaming into. Yeah, look, I think the, the 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 real key for us in helping technicians move from wherever they are to to where they need to be is is the uh, I, I call it the curiosity lever. Um, if anyone has even a moctum of curiosity left. Um, that's a huge lever for moving people, and more specifically, moving people's thinking um, from where they are presently into where they need to be, and to the 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 point where people uh, are looking to have their staff have an entrepreneurial mindset. Um, I, I would argue that entrepreneurs start by asking questions, uh, and and that 
certainly to my understanding, always comes from a point of curiosity. You wouldn't ask a question if if you're not curious, right? If the issue's already settled, if the the idea has already been resolved, well, what, why would you bother to ask a question? Um, and and so that's kind of where we start with with technicians. And uh, it's a it's once people start to embrace that curiosity and and I guess get in touch with their I I hate to word, to use the term but it, their inner technical curious child kind of thing, um, it it really gives you some momentum to be able to make that shift in in a way that would otherwise take a significantly uh, longer amount of time. Hope you've been enjoying the conversation so far. We look forward to bringing you part two in the next episode of BizBytes. BizBytes is brought to you by ComTogether for all your marketing needs so you can build your brand, engage audiences on multiple platforms. Go to comtogether.com.au, follow the links 